Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and blessed be God's kingdom, now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, you have given your only begotten Son to take our nature upon him and to be born this day of a pure virgin. Grant that we who have been born again and made your children by adoption and grace may daily be renewed by your Holy Spirit. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, to whom with you and the same Spirit be honor and glory, now and forever. Amen.
may be seated. <clears throat> the contemporary descendants of the Israelites are reminded of God's love and deeds for them in the past and are joyfully told of God's recent coming in the person of Jesus Christ. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by a son, whom he appointed heir of all things through he, whom he also created the words. He is the reflection of God's glory and the exact imprint of God's very being. And he sustains all things by his powerful word. When he had made purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty and high having become as much superior to angels as the name he has, he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. For to which of the angels did God ever say, you are my son, today I have begotten you, or again, I will be his father and he will be my son. And again, when he brings the firstborn into the world, he says, let all God's angels worship him. Of the angels, he says, he makes his angels winds and his servants flames of fire. But of the sun, he says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. And the righteous scepter is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. And in the beginning, Lord, you, found, you founded the earth and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will all wear out like clothing. Like a cloak, you will roll them up. And like clothing, they will be changed. But you are the same, and your years will never end. The word of the Lord.
The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who are born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. When I was a child, every year my family attended the Christmas Eve family service at the church where I grew up. 
And much like St. John's Church, the family Christmas Eve service included a children's pageant. And the particular tradition at this church was that older children, older children would walk up the aisle carrying life-sized uh, nativity, uh, a life-sized nativity set. So figurines of Mary and Joseph and the donkey and animals. All of the younger children in the congregation were given gold stars. And when the nativity scene was in place in front of the altar, the younger children were invited to bring up their gold stars to place next to baby Jesus in the manger and to take a look at him. So one year when I was about five years old and my sister was around two years old, my parents thought that I was mature enough to bring my two-year-old sister up to the altar by myself to place our gold stars next to baby Jesus. But when the time came for us to return to our pews, Katie refused to leave the baby Jesus. I pleaded with her to come with me. As all the other children, I watched them walk down the steps, go back to their parents. Katie would not budge. I panicked. I abandoned her. I went back to our parents' seats. And thankfully, one of the priests gently took her aside. And my mom came up to get her, and all was well. A two-year-old may not understand the theological significance of the Christ child, of the incarnation. But my younger sister recognized something that evening 25 years ago. There is much to respect about the faith of a child, the simple faith of a child who is able to be so purely in the moment, so in awe of this special baby Jesus, that she refuses to leave his side, even if this baby Jesus is just a doll. Children recognize a mystery when they see it, and they want to contemplate that mystery, to wonder and celebrate that the ordinary has the ability to become the extraordinary. To a child, a doll can be baby Jesus. To a child, God can become human. The world can be created anew. The spark of the Christ child can exist within each of us. Many of us adults have lost the gift of seeing how the ordinary can become the extraordinary. Adults like and want to explain, to rationalize, to tell the child, no, that's not just Jesus, that's a doll. But what if the child understands the mystery in a way that we adults have forgotten to appreciate? Perhaps at some point in our lives we have come to the conclusion that Christmas is for children, that the joyful anticipation and the sense of magic that we ourselves felt when we were children is something that we left behind when we grew up. Perhaps we feel that Christmas is something that some of us have been entrusted to create for our own children, but we will never again be able to experience Christmas as it was when we were young enough to believe in the impossible. We could say that the nativity story found in the Gospels of Matthew and Luke 
That nativity story is for children. But grown-ups have John's gospel. Whichever version of the nativity story we choose is a description of the incarnation. But in John's gospel, which we heard this morning, we don't find any animals or shepherds or angels or, or stars as, as John describes the incarnation. Nobody that I know, at least, has tried to make a Christmas pageant out of John's gospel. Dressing a child up out of Dressing a child up as word and light just doesn't have the same cuteness factor as sheep and angels. In the grown-up version of the Incarnation, in John's Gospel, we are invited to reflect on the deep philosophical idea of the Logos, the word and wisdom of God that existed before creation, yet was in fact the source of creation, but then came into creation himself. Grown-ups are meant to understand and comprehend the doctrine of the Incarnation as John describes it, right? We can leave it to the children to worship the newborn Christ child. But let us not miss that John the Evangelist wrote in this same gospel passage today, to all who received him, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of the blood, or of the will of the flesh, or of the will of man, but of God. We hear this morning that we have been given power to become children of God, born of God. That is not to say that we shouldn't strive for a mature faith, for a faith-seeking understanding, for a faith that can articulate the meaning of the Incarnation. But because God was made flesh and dwelled among us, we too have become children of God. We too are changed. If we allow it, the incarnation will affect us profoundly and intimately. We will be reborn as children of God. Children who at times, yes, seek to understand, but at other times are content to simply sit and appreciate the goodness and love made known to us in creation in the person of Jesus, God made man, God made child. Today I'd like to be like my sister Katie, so in awe of the baby Jesus that I can't be torn away from the cradle. Today, I want to take this opportunity to reclaim a sense of childlike wonder. Today, I want to be born as a child of God, and I hope you do too. A child of God who is able to celebrate and wonder that the light shines in the darkness, that the impossible has become possible that something new and different has been born in the world and is being born in us. Christmas is for children. Christmas is for you and for me. Let us sit and adore and wonder and worship the glory of God born once again into the world and in each and every one of us.
Amen. stand as we say the Nicene Creed together. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker Accept, O Lord, our thanks and praise for all that you have done for us. We thank you for the splendor of the whole creation, for the beauty of this world, for the wonder of life, and for the mystery of love. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We thank you for the blessings of family and friends and for the loving care that surrounds us on every side. Lord, in your mercy, we thank you for setting us at tasks that demand, demand our best efforts and for leading us to accomplishments that satisfy and delight us. Lord, in your mercy. We thank you also for those disappointments and failures that lead us to acknowledge our dependence on you alone. Lord, in your mercy. For all who have died in the hope of the resurrection, especially for Jack Ritchie, who died yesterday, and for all the departed, Lord, in your mercy. Above all, we thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, for the truth of his word and the example of his life, for his steadfast obedience by which he overcame temptation for his dying through which he overcame death, and for his rising to life again, in which we are raised to the life of your kingdom. Lord, in your mercy. Grant us the gift of your spirit, that we may know Christ and make him known, and through him at all times and in all places, may give thanks to you in all things. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. 
O Lord our God, accept the fervent prayers of your people. In the multitude of your mercies, look with compassion upon us and all who turn to you for help. For you are gracious, O lover of souls, and to you we give glory, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Good morning, and it is wonderful to be with you on this beautiful Christmas day. If you are new or visiting, we are especially glad that you are with us this morning. And we want you to know that this altar is not St. John's Church's altar, it is God's altar. Uh, we are about to celebrate the Holy Eucharist, and we want you to know that you are invited to participate. So we hope that you will take advantage of that opportunity. Our parishioners, uh, those members of our church who are here this morning, will have heard in the prayers of the people that um, our beloved Jack Ritchie has died yesterday, um, longtime member of this church, uh, well-beloved and, of course, irreplaceable. Uh, funeral arrangements are being made, and we will let you know um, as those plans are being made. We offer our Eucharist today in memory of Jack Ritchie. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us, an offering and sacrifice to God.
The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, because you gave Jesus Christ, your only Son, to be born for us, who by the mighty power of the Holy Spirit was made perfect man of the flesh of the Virgin Mary, his mother, so that we might be delivered from the bondage of sin and receive power to become your children. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. Holy and gracious Father, in your infinite love you made us for yourself. And when we had fallen into sin and become subject to evil and death, you in your mercy sent Jesus Christ, your only and eternal Son, to share our human nature, to live and die as one of us, to reconcile us to you, the God and Father of all. He stretched out his arms upon the cross and offered himself in obedience to your will, a perfect sacrifice for the whole world. On the night he was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread, and when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. We celebrate the memorial of our redemption, O Father, in this sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. Recalling his death, resurrection, and ascension, we offer you these gifts. Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit to be for your people the body and blood of your Son, the holy food and drink of new and unending life in him. Sanctify us also that we may faithfully receive this holy sacrament and serve you in unity, constancy, and peace. And at the last day, bring us with all your saints into the joy of your eternal kingdom. All this we ask through your Son, Jesus Christ, by him and with him and in him. In the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, 
and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Alleluia. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
Let us pray. Gracious God, today you have united earth and heaven in sending your Son to take our human nature. May we who have tasted heavenly things share in the life of Christ's kingdom. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. May God, who sent angels to proclaim the glad news of the Savior's birth, fill you with joy and make you heralds of the gospel. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you forever. Amen.